Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jumping off in hour three here of LSU Championship Saturday. Welcome in, along with NFL analyst Mike Dettelier, college football analyst as well. I'm Christian Garrick bringing in ESPN Radio's Ian Fitzsimmons. Welcome home, Ian. Thanks so much oh, for man, joining it's us. It's good to be home. Uh, I'm a, just a corn-fed hick from Folsom, Louisiana. <laughs> you know, grew up on Top Tog Farm. Uh, I actually went back to Folsom for the first time in, uh, in, since Katrina. I had not been back. and um, wow. I did not go see the farm. I want to remember the way it was. But uh, just going back to Folsom was, uh, was unbelievable. It was, it was great to, be, uh, to head home. Uh, now, you again. work with Freddie, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, Freddie hey, Coleman. Now, is it, it he one time from Lafayette? At no. One time uh, he wasn't there? No, he's a New York guy. Okay, I, I thought he worked in Lafayette at one time. He's always been upstate New York. Okay, yeah, okay. But, uh, but to go home and, and be back, especially with uh, this unbelievable right. story of, you know, LSU and, and you, you finally beat Alabama and, uh, you know, what, what Coach O has done and, and Joe Burrow and all the stories and Rashard Lawrence being a Monroe guy and Clyde Edwards-Elair, you know, being a, a Catholic high guy. I mean, it, it's – you can't make this stuff up, man. As Rashard Lawrence told me this morning at, at media day, um, he goes, this, I said, how do you describe this? He goes, two words, <laughs> fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, it, it's, it's an unbelievable run uh, when you really think about it, everything that had to come together uh, to have LSU playing in the Dome undefeated with a Heisman Trophy quarterback. I mean, you sweep almost every damn award, and you're going up against the defending national, national champs that are undefeated and looking to become the first team. Think about this, by the way. They're looking to become the first team since 1994-1995 to go back-to-back undefeated seasons. Wow. The last team to do it, Nebraska. Nebraska. Back then, so I think how hard it is to win one. Oh, shoot, then man. now you're in a shot to win two. That that's unbelievable, <clears throat> and that, that's a credit to Dabo because I, I went to Alabama with Dabo and and, uh, and Kevin Turner, Nolan Turner's dad, who ends up getting the uh, the game winning INT uh, to, to seal the Fiesta Bowl. Um, Dabo, he, he's a different dude. He's a lot like Coach O when it comes to family and football, but football to Dabo Sweeney is is secondary. It does not define him. I mean, it, it, then that's a big reason why they are where they are right now, going for a third national championship at quote little old Clemson. I mean, it, he he doesn't he, he doesn't care about the the best player coming to Clemson. He's all about the right player, player. Yeah. coming to Clemson, and that's why you see these zero star and one star guys flourishing and becoming rock stars and going on to the National Football League. It's because they were the right guy, and they just build these dudes up. And as he said this morning, um, they've only had one top recruiting class in his entire time that he's been the head coach at Clemson. I bet that changes. And it was this year. <laughs> yeah. It was this year. It was the only time he's yeah. ever had the number one recruiting class in college football. You, you think know about you know Justin Jefferson, a two-star recruit yeah. from Destrehan, right up the road from where I live. Yeah. S- the right guy. The right guy. For, he was the thing. last – Signee of that class for Coach O. Yeah. You know what's what's interesting in recruiting wise. When we're on that subject, 
what, what you're hearing more and more of from these kids saying is, you know, why Clemson? Because the coach is, is about what you just talked about, family, and he's not that grinder where it's, you know, some, some recruits are saying, man, over there in Alabama, they take things so serious all the time. It's all, it's all football to where, you know, they, they're starting to realize that, hey, we could have some fun at LSU, have some fun at Clemson, and it's not all ball all the time. And I think that's making a difference, certainly with LSU. Oh, no doubt, recruiting. Christian. But, but also with Alabama, there's a lot of things you don't see yeah. in the public. That that Saban does get light. Okay. I mean, he does have fun. I mean, he's. I mean, I can't say the joke that he's always cracking on air, but I'll tell you off air. I mean, right. but he he has a a lighter side to him. Um, but when it comes time to practice, it's, it's, it's like going to work. Let's go, man. Yeah. And if you if you if you screw up, guess what? That, that's that's your butt. And that's something that, that was brought up today. Uh, and it's something Devin White told me last year, and it was reemphasized today when I was talking to Grant Delpit. Uh, your All-American safety, who is just one of my favorite players in college football. Coach O has a remarkable sense of as far as the pulse of this team. And Delpit gave a couple examples. He said, you know, during the season, sometimes if we're having – we get off to a slow start, we'll go another extra 10, 15 minutes in practice, and we'll go hard. If we have a, a crisp run in practice, he'll back off 10, 15 minutes. He goes, and now to the average fan, that doesn't sound like a lot. But to a player, a player – Man, you get to you get to check out 15 minutes early. Oh, baby, you, you're going to go that much. Make sure that you are dotting every I, crossing every T. If you have a crisp practice and do your job, we're going to get out 10, 15 minutes early. Well, let's go, baby. Let's get to, let's get our work in and get done. And he has a remarkable pulse as far as you know what his team is doing and what they need and when he has to go and put that thumb down on him a little harder or hey, back off a little bit and. He told me this morning when I sat down with Coach O after we were done with media day that they had, according to, you know, they were these GPS chips in their, in their shoulder pads um, to, you know, chart. So how new hard, age analytics. Yeah, how hard these guys are going, the speed of every single player, you know, and the cumulative measure of all these GPS chips as far as practice and the best runs that they've had so far, the best two practices of the entire season this week. This Week, so if you think these guys are a little bit tired or banged up or whatever, they know what's at stake. They it is. They've they had the it. best two days that they've had on the entire season, including Alabama week. Let that sink in. Yeah. You know what? Got one, a little bit of that is Sean Payton. Sean Sean's like that. You know that as well. Yep. He'll 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 restart a period in the middle of training camp. Tweet, Doesn't tweet. matter. Start it over. Yep. And then or That's hey, Coach you, look, you look crisp. All right, I'm gonna reward you. We're gonna cut this period short. He got a little bit of that from Peyton, but but good on Coach O. You know, one of the things which you brought up, uh, I remember going to practices at Ole Miss when Coach O was there. And I'm like, when is this going to end? 60, 65 plays. And he was like, Mike, I didn't know. I was first-time head coach, and I didn't listen to nothing anybody else told Pete me. Pete Carroll tried Pete to tell him. Tried Try to, to tell him. But he what wouldn't listen. He yep. was the hard-headed Cajun from the Bayou. I'm going to do it my way. You go to his practices today. It's 27 to 29 plays, fast pace, run it, get it over with, and it's finished. It's not this 60, 65 plays because you know it's why? It's film room. They're going, they're going in the film, film room. room. Because you're leaving your game on the practice field. And that's what happened to Les's teams at the end. And they were out there 60, 65, 70 plays. And, you know, you run that many plays, you are leaving something on the practice field. But what they do today is what you say. They run that 28 to 30 plays. Onto the film room. Onto the film room quickly. 
Yeah. And they got those VR. They got that VR uh, set up down there where they can actually be on the virtual field. reality. Oh yeah. yeah. Ian Fitzsimmons, ESPN Radio, part of the. Uh, Game day, college uh, game day crew, Sean McDonough along with Todd Blackledge as well. I know you guys have a lot of fun. You, you guys do a great job during games. Oh, it's a blast, man. I mean, there's nothing better than the pageantry of, of college football. You know, I do a lot of NFL games too, but there's nothing. The speed of the game at that level is is second Break to neck. none. Breakneck. But when you're talking about you're walking up to pick your death valley, right? right. You know, uh, or Brian Denny, you know, or the Horseshoe or the Coliseum. And, man, the tailgating and the smell of the game, there's nothing that beats college football. The NFL, I tell a lot of people, they ask me the difference of going to covering an NFL game or a college game. And I say there, there's a handful of NFL fan bases that are obsessed with their team. Pittsburgh, and we, and we, we Green Bay, <laughs> Saints. Yep. Yeah. Every blue blood college football fan base is obsessed. The NFL, the most NFL teams, their fans are passionate about their squad. College football fans, they're obsessed with their squad. And there is a big, big difference. It's like a sickness, you know? Just oh, absolutely. With it. Um, I'm going to ask you this question. It might sound silly, but who has more on the line in this game, Clemson or LSU, for the future? Uh, man, look, think, let this sink in when it comes to Clemson. Because, look, it's a national championship. They both have the, there's the same amount of pressure, and, and, and it's the exact same on the line. But when you look – to next season, let this sink in, folks. If you're tired of Clemson, sorry to hear about it. Because they're going to be there a long They've time. They've got their 120 guys that are either preferred walk-ons or scholarship players. 80 are freshmen or sophomores, including the quarterback. So let that sink in. If you think Clemson's going somewhere, they, ain't going nowhere. they are not going anywhere. Again, 80 of their 120 freshmen or sophomores that is incredible they're a year ahead of schedule they're not they're not supposed to be, be here right and yet they found a way to get here and like, i've seen them in person three times this year and they are a juggernaut you know everyone's saying that you know lsu by by a touchdown you know i'm gonna lay the six i caution you i had the fiesta bowl and that's a team that spotted what was supposed to be one, and not supposed to be. I do believe that Ohio State is one of the most complete teams in college football. They spotted them 16 points and still beat them. And it could have been worse. I mean, it, it could have been worse. How they found out a way to win that game is remarkable. Uh, and, and watching Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, watching Trevor Lawrence, because they're, by the way, the very same. similar. Yeah. I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence, since the UNC game, 28 touchdowns, only three INTs. Last seven games, 22 touchdowns, no interceptions, and completing nearly 70% of his passes. He, he told me before the ACC championship, I was pressing early on. I was trying to live up to all this hype. After UNC, I said, to heck with it. Let's just go play ball. And he has been – he and Joe Burrow have been by far, bar none, not even close, the top two quarterbacks in all of college football. And right now, this team, they have boat raced everybody they faced until Ohio State. Ohio State, they spotted the number two team in the country, 16, and still came back and beat them. And this one, I'm telling you, folks, this is best on best. I think both these teams needed the 16 days, every minute of it. Clyde Edwards-Elaire told me this morning he's 100%. He's ready to go with the hamstring. You know, Marshall's good. Lewis is good. They're healthy coming in. Clemson coming out of that game. Pinckney needed an outstanding nose tackle. 
Justin Ross, their wide receiver with his ribs, they needed every minute to get ready for this game, but they're all healthy as well. It's going to be best on best on Monday night. And if you like some good old-fashioned paint-swapping, hard-hitting football, gonna it's going to get nasty on Monday night. One of the things to think about, Clemson absolutely destroyed Virginia, ACC I championship game. Look how difficult the Gators had it with Virginia. They couldn't put them away. But one thing also, that dude wearing two for Virginia, Joe Reed, yeah, All-American okay. returner, he, he, he did not play in the, the ACC, ACC championship. Game. And how good is that guy? Not to get all Virginia on you here, right, right. but just a, 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 he's a difference maker. Like Dabo Sweeney comes running up to me going, hey, Fitz, why are you in two dressed? He's a heck of a player, man. I mean, is he not going? I'm like, Coach, I can't tell you that. But, I mean, he's not dressed, and we're 45 minutes to kick. I think so guess he, what? I think it he figured it out. Yeah, guess he what? But he wanted to play him. He, he, he was excited just to – and that's Dabo. That's the old competitor in him. That's the old wide receiver, right? I mean, he, was, he wanted Joe Reed out there. He wanted to play them. He wants LSU at their best. Coach O wants Clemson at their best because uh, there's no, no excuses, no nothing. Let's go. And that's, that's why this one I think is going to be but the an instant classic. between that game oh, yeah, and how yeah. they just smoked them. And they could have hung a hundo. Yeah, if I they swear don't to you, I'm not kidding they you. They could have hung a hundo. But look at what happened. Florida was – I mean, they were giving Virginia every punch, and Virginia was counterpunching. And I, to me, that told you how good a team Clemson is. Well, I'll tell you, the one guy to keep an eye on, and they don't make him like this dude. He's rare. I haven't seen a player like him in a quarter century in college football. And that's that freak wearing 11 for Clemson, I, Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. Simmons. I, I, against Syracuse, they line him up at free safety, strong safety, Mike, Will, and Sam. Against Virginia, he played 90% as a slot corner at 6'4", 230 pounds. He runs a 4'3", mm. and he's playing slot corner. You're not supposed I, to be able to do that. It's not human. I mean, I want to cut the dude open and see if he's a cyborg. And then against Ohio State, right? I mean, he's playing, you know, from free to uh, the, the will linebacker a lot. And then and at one one spot, they had his hand in the dirt. dirt. I mean, he they don't make guys like this. Joe the Burrow, closest thing, remember a few couple years back, Virginia Tech, Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine who's now with the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yeah. Similar type athlete. Yep, that's the closest and, you're going to find. That's about as close. He's the Taysom Hill of that defense. That's a prime, That's a perfect way to relate it to LSU and Saints fans. Yes, and that's Isaiah Simmons and Joe Burrow is going to have to know where that guy is every single snap, and he will. He'll identify him and and then get ready because that dude is making. What was the last time he made a wrong decision? I mean, he he has been his pre-snap reads have been just exceptional. He, he has not made a mistake, and having Elair back healthy, where everyone talks about him toting it and catching it. To Blocking. me, thank you. There is not a better running back in college football that when it comes to blitz pickup and recognition is as good as Mighty Might. And you're going to need it, especially when 11 decides to pierce his ears back and come at you. Yeah. One of the things is in the Auburn game, they do a little stunt. Derrick Brown comes inside. Boy, I he's love got a that straight guy. shot to Burrow. Now, Clyde, he's all a five foot six. I mean, he's not going to bury him, but he got low enough. All he did was cartwheel him. You know, Brown just comes over the top. And he just cartwheels him. That ability to pass protect in this offense is so vital. And people early on, oh, how come we're not seeing John Emery more? Or Tyron Davis Price? Or Chris Curry? One big reason. And a freshman back. Come on, how many times are they pass protecting? 
you know, at Destrehan High School at oh, and, and Baton Rouge. Come on. They're not doing a lot of that. But Clyde knew how to pass protect. Yep. Big part. Ian, a lot of the conversation has been, oh, how is Clemson going to stop LSU? But shouldn't we also ask, how is LSU's defense going to stop Clemson? I mean, a, a lot of the focus That was seems a big to topic today, Christian, at, uh, at, at media morning <clears throat> where both teams showed up and we had, you know, two hours with them. Uh, that was a big part of, of, of the conversation. And, and uh, I had a uh, excuse me, A&M LSU. And I wanted to go and apologize to Aggie parents that were in, in the stands. Like, if your son's playing for the Aggies today, I, I'm sorry. I really am. They were going to get it. I mean, it was it – was, they didn't lose. They got embarrassed. I mean, it, that defense was finally healthy, and they're hunting. And that's the biggest thing to me. Rashard Lawrence is healthy. Delpit, that ankle he said this morning is as good as it's been since he first heard it. You know, Chason's healthy. I mean, I, and getting Mike Divinity yeah, back. There's no doubt. I mean, and you look at the last three games since everybody's come back and been as healthy as they've been even before week one when, when you crank this whole thing up. Look what they did to A&M. Look what they did to Jake Fromm in Georgia. Look what they did to Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma. So, again, you want best on best. You're going to get it on Monday night. And stopping Trevor Lawrence uh, and Travis, Travis Etienne, Maybe the most underrated player, not running back, but player in all of college football. This dude averages eight yards a carry. Let that let, let, let something sink in. You're let, getting it done if you're averaging four. And he's doubled it up. He wasn't the leading rusher yeah. in the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> well, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence was. was. You know, the leading receiver was Travis Atn. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, so. the crazy part about that: two years ago, Travis came to a camp. And he struggled with catching it. And he's coming home, and he's coming home with an edge, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yeah. And he, he's, he really fought it. You could tell. He was letting the ball get way into his chest, and then almost like a kid. Okay, throw me the ball. I'm going to catch it up against me, but I'll catch it with my hands, you know, afterwards. That's the one thing he's really worked on, Travis, is ability to catch the football coming out of the backfield. He wasn't noted for that coming out of high school and early on, but he's become much better. And I feel the same way you do about Isaiah Simmons. I'm interested in how Clemson is going to deal with Grant Delpit because you know what? He does almost the exact sort of things. He's up on the line of scrimmage as a blitzer. He's up uh, with his hand in the dirt sometimes. Sometimes he's playing like a linebacker. Sometimes he's a free safety, strong safety. So you got two players here uniquely uh, gifted to do multiple deals and how each team can control one another. Don't disagree one bit. And again, they're healthy. Yep. Uh, and if if you want good old fashioned you're gonna see trash it. talking, paint swapping football, you're gonna get it on Monday night. My biggest thing is I'm trying not to gain 15 pounds, man. I mean, <laughs> good luck with that. I, 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 I come home right. I get on the bike, man. I mean, I'm not sweating. It's like butter coming out of my pores, man. <laughs> good luck. I mean, oh, it's 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 good to be back, baby. ESPN Radio's Ian Fitzsimmons. Hey, look, we should would keep you could keep you longer. We're way behind, so I gotta get out of yeah, here. Yeah, go. Thanks, man. We certainly appreciate it. Have a good call always, Monday. Welcome I always home. enjoy it, man. Thank good you. to see you guys. Appreciate it. LSU Thank Championship you. Saturday here on WWL. Back here on LSU Championship Saturday, WWL.com. Check out the list of things that you cannot bring to the game. The Secret Service uh, releases a list of what cannot be brought to the championship game. And believe it or not, there are a couple of head scratchers on there, the obvious ones. No firearms, explosives, aerosols, ammunition, bicycles, um, no coolers. Bicycles. Right. Why would you bring a bicycle in the game? I don't know, but that's on the uh, it's on the list. Uh, laser pointers, uh, packages, selfie sticks. So no selfie sticks. Can't bring those. No um, 
no drone, uh, uh, drones uh, and our other unmanned aircraft systems. So none of your uh, toy helicopter remotes or anything like that, Mike. No, I ain't bringing that. Uh, but uh, I was going to show Ian before he left. But, uh, man, I got a whole bunch of eagles at my house now. Do you? Yeah. Uh, They're uh, they in a, the field not far from where I live. And, uh, man, uh, they got some donkeys that occupy the, the pasture not far from me, you know. Because you got a donkey, you got no coyotes. Them donkeys are bad with them coyotes, man. They'll, they'll mess them up bad, put it to you that way. So if you got a lot of cattle, a lot of horses in there, you know, donkeys have a, a reason to be there. Uh, they a take purpose. care. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Man, I heard them yowing one morning. I come outside, I was wondering, and I could see one of them, he was looking up in the sky. And sure enough, I look at not far from me in the property alongside of me, and there's an eagle, and he's in the tree. And <laughs> no more than 10 minutes later, here come the daddy eagle. So uh, they, they got a nest of them in there. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting living on nice. the bayou. You know, growing up, I never saw it. Yeah. I never saw the, the bald eagle, uh, you know, around what my house. But, but today, uh, they, got, they got them in droves now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they don't have to worry about the alligators on the food chain. No. They're beautiful, that's for sure. All right, we'll step away and come back. Former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler joins on the other side of this break here on WWL. Back here at Audio Avenue at the Sheridan on Canal. Mike Dettier, Christian Garrick. We bring in now former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler, part of the Tiger Tailgate Show. He'll be with us Monday at Rock and Bowl, 3 to 5 p.m., ahead of the national championship game between number one LSU and number three Clemson. And I'm sure Mike Herb is crawling out of his skin right now. He wants this thing to, to go down in the, in the most. He wants it oh, yeah. to get started as quick as we do. Oh, yeah. Herb, how are you, man? <laughs> Man, I'm good, man. I'm trying to see if this, this old jersey is going to get over these shoulder pads <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah. to figure it out. But for some reason, it ain't, it's not working, man. It ain't working. Not fit, not fitting in it? Not going to happen? Yeah, it's not working for some reason. Man, now listen, Herb, I haven't told you this, but uh, since we be on the air in the last couple of years and doing this, but uh, you know who lives uh, basically across the street from me? Joe Clark. Who's that? Joe who? Clark. Joe Clark. Joe Clark, who, who you had in the Arena League. Yes, yeah. Oh, white-haired yeah. Joe. Yeah, oh, Joe Clark, man, smart man, smart individual, dude. I'm going to tell you right now, he knows his stuff, right? Yep, and, uh, and he's in his late 80s, and uh, he's still kicking. And uh, Every morning he wakes up, does a game plan for an opponent, he won't pay. Huh. He won't what? play. <laughs> but no, that keeps that. His, keep his mind rolling, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to keep going, man. That's, that's that's the secret to staying young, right? Just continue to do the same things you've been doing as you've been growing and, and getting old. And, and, and it sounds like Joe's found the fountain of youth, man. <laughs> you know, Herb's one of the, Mike, Herb's one of, the few, one of, I think, two individuals I heard before the season started. This is back when you know LSU had just opened fall camp. He said that LSU was going to beat Alabama this year. And I think he even called for them to be in the national championship. I'm not quite sure. I, I know one I who called it in May. You? Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron, yeah. Told me, yeah. Mike, you have never heard me say it since 2004 when I was at USC. But we are going to play for the national championship in January. And well, I'm like, what, okay, what? Uh, I got you. And, Herb, if you thought that was bad, two, three weeks later, we go to the Manning camp and Joe Burrow, and look how I was sitting down when Coach O told me that. But uh, basically – Joe Burrow tells me we're going to score 45 to 50 points a game at LSU. Per game, yep. Uh, lucky lucky I, I, my knees were, weren't bad that day because it, it kind of shocked me a little bit. But both of them, you know, they've been absolutely right. Well, look, going into the season, 
what I saw was that we had a, a, a ton of talent, right? Uh, everywhere, the, the, the skill position was just crazy, as we always have had. And all we needed was someone to believe in those guys to be able to change the system from this ground and pound, three yards in a cloud of dust deal, and just make some stuff happen, right? And now I knew it would change, but this is a complete 180. This is something that that's never been seen before in college football from a team to go from probably averaging, what, 20 points a game to 45, 50 points a game, and not not – not only that, but the way that they're doing it. They're doing it with supreme confidence, supreme focus, precision. And it seems like they've been running his offense for 20 years now. <laughs> it seems like Joe Burrow has been running his offense for 10 years. And, and you know, Just, uh, Jefferson and Chase and, and Marshall and Clyde have all been running this offense as well for a long time. But this is how, you know what it is? It's, it's not an overly complicated office, offense, in my opinion. It's very simplistic down to... The blocking scheme, you got five on five, basically. Every now and then, they'll bring a tight end in or they'll keep a running back in to help block. But at the end of the day, it's Joe. Get the ball to the open guy really quick, cross the middle. Um, and then when we take shots down you know, down the field, we, we, it's not really truly long developing plays. It doesn't look like it's long developing because there's no play action and there's no seven-step drop. You're already in a shotgun. So to me, it's it's one of those deals where I, when I when – I, when I saw it in the spring, I said, man, this is going to look pretty good. But I didn't think it would look this good. These no, guys have made it look great. None, none, of, none of us would have thought that. You know, the crazy thing about it, uh, when you think about it, is I thought uh, initially, and uh, in, in hearing about the offense, and I asked Joe Brady about this, is this going to be Chip Kelly-like? You know, what we saw mm-hmm. with Chip when he was at Oregon. And he was like, oh, no. He no, said, uh, no. it's not going to be a wear-down offense. He said, Mike, we're going to wear them down with scores. And he said, you know, one of the things you can't do in the NFL is run it at this pace, at this speed. And he said, that's something that I want to emphasize. He said, Steve and I are coming up with an offense that is going to be all about speed, pace, precision. And I don't care if it's a four-play drive, it's a touchdown. The next drive, five-play touchdown. touchdown. Yep. So he said, you know what? All they, you know, Chip was about wearing you down 75, 80 plays on the field, and you exhausted. He said, well, guess what? When we got 45 points and we got 49 plays, who's wore down? That scoreboard, right. that scoreboard dude trying to change that score. That's the only dude wore down because he yeah. said, you know what? We're going to do it a different way, and we're going to do it with speed and quickness and precision, and that's exactly what he's done. And it, it's not a, a gimmicky type of offense no. either. Right, it's a legitimate offense that the NFL scouts can legitimately evaluate these guys on, right? Because this is the stuff that they're going to be doing. I'm gonna tell you right now, this is going to change some some ways. Some some scouts, some offensive coordinators, some GMs are looking at offenses and moving forward in the NFL. I'm gonna tell you right now, I think so. This is going to be something that that's a game changer for for football. To be honest, which is not. It's not a running shoot, you know, and, and it's not a, a you know, a, a just a, a just, I, don't, I don't know how to describe the offense, but what it does is what we've been screaming as the LSU fans. It utilizes the talent that we have on the football field, and you can't ask for more than that, especially when you're going 45 points or more per game. 
Perfect. And you've now got what the, the reigning uh, 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 Heisman Trophy winner, as well as the Blitnikoff Award winner, and then the Joe <laughs> Moore Award winner in the offensive lineman. And I mean, come on, man! One of the things that we thought was going to be an issue moving forward in this year was the offensive line, line, and those guys are the best in the country. Yep, they didn't have best a true the tackle. Country. They didn't have a true tackle in, in the summer. Uh, these these guys right. are, are, are interior players, and they've worked out fantastically. Herb, one of the things that I'm intrigued by is. You'll, you know, you'll appreciate this because you played the position. We're watching at, at quarterback Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, who are going to be the number one pick. Is going to be the number one pick this year, and likely Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick in 2021. So you're going to see some right. pretty elite quarterback play at the college level. Well, the thing with Tre- Trevor Lawrence that he gives you is he gives you that prototypical quarterback size-wise um, and, and, and the way that he delivers the football and how he commands the offense. The other thing that he sneakily delivers and gives to you is the ability to run the football. Um, you know, everybody was kind of down on Trevor the first four or five games of the season. But, you know, you got to remember, he's just a true sophomore. So he's not this guy that it seems like he's been playing for three or four years, but he hasn't. So, you know, maybe those three or four games in the beginning of the season was his sophomore slump. And then he got over that. So now here we are. And then you talk flip side, Joe Burrow, a guy who was probably, you know, Tom Brady-ish as in calling it the, the, the time that he would get drastic going into this season, who is now the number one rated pick coming out um, after a stellar year of almost 70% passing completions and, and over 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards and all this other stuff. And then he wants more and more and more. You hear him talk this week about the game. He doesn't want to hear anything other than precision, X's and O's, playing the same way that they played to get to this point, moving forward. He don't care where it is. He doesn't care if it's in New Orleans or if it's in Baton Rouge or he doesn't care if it's in, in, in South Carolina. Anyway, it could be anywhere. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. And that's what you love about this kid, Joe Burrow, is the fact that he's taking on a persona and the whole team has of Coach O in this whole stay focused, stay mentally prepared, and we're coming. No matter where we are, no matter who we play, we got you. Herb, one of the things, and uh, talking to Coach O about this, and he kind of referred to it back what happened at USC. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mike, I don't have the numbers, but he said you would. Go look it up. Before Carson Palmer, how many quarterbacks in the six, seven years before that played in the NFL? And I look back, you know how many? One. From USC? One. From USC? In seven years leading up to Carson Palmer. In a quarterback who, that, rich that, state. Pete? No, it was a guy, Kirk uh, Wichholz, who actually wow, was a seventh-round pick at uh, the Packers, and won in seven years. And think about all the quarterbacks that come out of California every year, yeah. and they get one. And he said, you know, Carson Palmer, underrated, really started the run for us at SC. So you think about that, what he did to put us back on the football map. He wins the Heisman Trophy. Um, you know, they beat Iowa, I think, in the Orange Bowl. And he said that led to guess what? Matt Castle, Matt, Cap- Matt mm-hmm. Leinart, Mark mm-hmm. Sanchez, John David Booty. He said, okay, so then we get five in seven years and three of them were first-round picks. Right. That was right. the start. But he said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Many people don't talk about Carson Palmer but he started it here for us. He became the catalyst for us to get the Mike Williams, the Reggie Bush, the Lindell White. They saw that offense and said, man, that thing was really working. And he said, you know, Carson doesn't get a lot of credit for it, 
Now, one thing I do know, uh, Joe Burns is going to get a lot of credit for, for what yeah. started here. But I, yeah. I think about him telling me that about Carson. And you think about that, in seven years, they have five quarterbacks go to the NFL and three of them are first-round picks, but it started with Carson. You know, it, you got you, you look at it like that and you say it's got to start somewhere, right? But there's something that started that. And I go back to an article that I read, and I think I sent it to you, Christian, an article that I read that Joe Olivia had with someone, I can't remember who it was, but he talked about how, and this is the first time I've heard this publicly from an LSU official or ex-LSU official. Um, he talked about how Les Miles had really made the program stale, and as stubborn as he was, he just refused to do anything different. Yep. Um, and that's the first time I've ever heard it publicly, but this is something that we've all been talking about. We've all seen, we've all felt. So that, so now you hear, have a guy in Coach O who embodies Louisiana, not only Louisiana, but everything Louisiana stands for as a, as a South Louisiana Cajun son of a, you know, Cajun son, born son, if you will. And it, this guy has brought this community, the state, the university, the football program, to heist that 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 no one saw three years ago, and with the with the help of uh, Steve Ainsminger, the help of uh, um, um, Joe Brady, and then Joe Burrow, and then everybody coming along during the thing, and then this season has been such a magical season. The bow on top is going to be Monday night when we capture the national championship game against the Clemson Tigers, who I think will lose by 20, 25 points in that game because I think it's just going to be overwhelming for them, and I. I truly think the Tigers are going to win by 2025 20, Monday night. Former LSU Tiger quarterback, Herb Tyler. Man, can't wait to hang out with you Monday at 3 o'clock. Thanks, man. Going down, man. Can't wait to see you. Thanks, y'all. Y'all have Thank a good Thank you, this is, this is LSU Saturday, championship Saturday here on WWL. All right, before we push out of here, I want to thank David Potter back at Master Control for the last couple of hours. Also, Joey Falgu for the first hour. Mark Menard for helping us put together the program, along with Steve Geller, our executive producer and program director, Diane Newman, and Amos Morale III for coming on earlier, um, and Tim Zimmer for helping us out at uh, Media Day, LSU and Clemson Media Day. We're back tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 1.30. Myself, Tim Zimmer, Amos Morale III, ahead of LSU's matchup in the national championship game with Clemson on Monday night. We'll also be at Rocket Bowl, me and Herb Tyler, Rocket Bowl, 3 to 5 p.m. on Monday, leading you up to the national championship game. I'm Christian Garrick, Semper Fi. I'm out, Mike. Any parting words before we get out of here? Go Tigers. And, um, you know, just win. Just win, go. baby. That's all. The old Al Davis approach. All right, that's a wrap here on the LSU Championship Saturday on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.